the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's actually worth $100 or more, and the certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is Pixar Animated Film Quotes. Oh, nice. nice. Okay. I might actually get some of those. Yeah, really? you know, I figure for all those uh, 10-year-old kids who are listening to the show. Um, so, Nam, give us an update. As, uh, we did some events recently. Yeah. Well, first of all, hello, Edward. Hello, Mark. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a couple of weeks since uh, we didn't do a show last week. We played in one of the best of the best of. We had to do of, the right? best of the best of because, because the power, power was out. Was out. That was <laughs> yeah. a bummer. It felt for, like it was out for a week, but it was only, uh, well, in our house it was... Three days plus one hour, so yeah. like 73 hours. So the only thing people had without power is radio, and they couldn't <laughs> listen to us. So Unless they were listening in the car. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So um, anyway, we came off a really busy marathon month of October. a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, not only shows, um, or excuse me, not only events, which we'll talk about, but also just busyness in the office. But let's start we had with the a events. Record, we had yeah. a record month yep. uh, in the, at uh, Pacific Private Money for Loan Origination. What was the final tally? Just under $25 million, So uh, If we could do that every month, we just think it all retire to Maui. Yeah. We'd do the <laughs> show every real day of the week <laughs> talking about investing because we would definitely need it. Um, so we were on the road for three weeks in October doing joint events with uh, Steve Moskowitz. Yeah. And I have to tell you, those were really well, not only attended. Well received, yeah. But well received. I thought it was uh, great. And shout out to uh, Steve and his team. Um, but uh, we'll have to do more of those next year. Yeah, and you know what? I, you know, I've been listening to or hearing Steve Moskowitz on the radio for 20 years in the Bay Area. And, you know, when he does the thing, you know, the, the commercial about, you know, haven't filed your taxes in years, yeah. it, you know, it kind of, kind of comes across as kind of dry. And so you know of him, of him as the guy that, you know, saves, helps, helps those uh, bad people who don't pay their taxes uh, maybe get out of a jam. But really, uh, we've come to find out that uh, a couple of things. Number one, that he, his practice actually makes more money consulting uh, for on how to save taxes. And his particular niche is how... Uh, 
about how real estate investors can save more taxes. And so when we, I think we're going to probably do another series of events with him again, uh, starting after the holidays, maybe sometime in uh, February or spring. And uh, if you're a real estate investor and you want to keep up with all the new nuances in the tax law and how you can aggressively, but legally save money on your taxes as a real estate investor, it's just, uh, you know, that's a pretty good information. And, and then number two, he's just, he's really a personable guy and a funny guy too. Yeah. Yeah, his humor is uh, very kind of dry. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but funny. But his presentation was really um, impactful. I mean, it was drinking from a fire hose in terms <laughs> of the amount of information that uh, he covered. But he explained it. I, I think generally. Um, well, his 57-page well. slide deck is worth the price of attendance to get a copy of that. Yes. Right? Because he goes, you know, it's, it's funny because the events forced us to really make our own presentation a little bit more efficient. You know, we usually take minimum 45 to 50 minutes to get through our 20-ish page slide deck and usually maybe in an hour with Q&A, sometimes longer. But uh, we really, you know this down a little bit. I think we got through a 16-page slide deck in, in about 35 minutes. So it's uh, very, very effective. And we got some good feedback on that saying, hey, we like your new presentation. It's a little yeah. bit more crisp. Yes. The, the most uh, uh, important uh, part of this that I thought was the fact that Steve pointed out, and we, we did too, but uh, the fact that the Pacific Private Money Fund qualifies for the new QBIT, Qualified Business Income Deduction, uh, in simple terms, for those who qualify, income under $315,000, uh, you get to only report, or you only, you only have to report 80% of the distributions or the income rather than 100%. So right. You, so if you get a K-1 from, as a member of the Pacific Private Money Fund, saying you earn $10,000 of interest, you only pay taxes on $8,000. So it really, what it helps for us is, as fund managers, it helps us to promote the fact that you get, you, you, you get a boosted yield because you're actually not having to pay the tax rate on the full interest income. So our fund is paying about 7.6, trailing 12 right now. And when you add those tax savings in there, it's a nice, it's a, you know, nice little Christmas bonus free from the government. <laughs> so yeah, they, we had three great events. And uh, again, like Mark said, we'll probably do some more, uh, hopefully with Steve in, uh, you know, 2020. And for those listening right now, even though yes. we're not planning on doing any events like in the next month, Still give uh, the office a call or mm-hmm. go online to to sign up. Say, hey, when the next event you have, because it's free, we provide food. And uh, yeah. it gets a lot of good information. It's usually held at a place that has a bar as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a, one of the nicer and, hotels in the Bay Area. Well, and it's, uh, so we did San Rafael, Walnut Creek, and Fremont. Yes. So we're going around the Bay. So, you know, people don't have to travel too far. They can pick an event. Yeah. And I think we'll, for the next ones, we'll do um, Santa Clara County yeah. and probably the peninsula. We did Mountain View one, one year. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, it was maybe earlier this, uh, this spring. Might have to go up to Santa Rosa, too. You yeah. can't, can't ignore the people in the north. Yeah, we haven't been up there yet. Um, but, you know, you don't have to wait to go to these events to learn no. about the fund. Obviously, you can call us at 415-883-2150. And, um, you know, actually in the last three weeks or so, we've had a significant increase in investors, new investors and existing investors who have um, contributed additional investments uh, or opening new accounts in the fund. So, you know, not too late to to, uh, to invest before the year. And if you're a new listener and have no idea what we're talking about, yeah. we're talking about the Pacific Private Money Fund sponsored by Pacific Private Money, which is the main sponsor of this program. The Pacific Private Money Fund is a mortgage pool fund. Think of it like a mutual fund of mortgage-backed 
notes. And most of the loans in the fund are um, secured by California real estate. And the fund size right now is about $50 million. And so we've been in existence for six years and we're reliable and got about 200 investors in the fund. So for more information, do visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com or call us. We're in the 415. We're at 415-883-2150. All right. Uh, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Trivia question. Uh, Pixar animated film quotes is the first one. So, uh, This one, we're going to start off easy. All right. Here's the uh, first trivia question. Uh, Where does this quote come from? Kids these days, they just don't get scared like they used to. All right? (laughs) Uh, Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Uh, What movie did this uh, come from? What Pixar movie? Kids these days, they just don't get scared like they used to. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Mom Fon of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, kids these days, they just don't get scared like they used to. All right. Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Oh, good. Very good. You didn't let them one up? You know, I kept, I uh, had a Toy Story in my head. Oh, okay. Oh. But I remember Monsters, Inc. Wait, wait you're the only one who's got the young child in the uh, I know. In the family here. All <laughs> it's right. good thing I didn't go first. All right. So uh, in the previous segment, we were talking about the Pacific Private Money Fund, and, and uh, we started off talking a little bit about it, the events we had. But, Mark, uh, you wanted to get into some articles you have. I do. So for this segment, I want to talk about... Uh, um, you know, what's kind of, you know, in the news these days. But first off, I want to start off that if you've ever seen one of our presentations about our fund, we have a slide deck that I really like. um, And it shows a picture of the former Fed chief, Ben Bernanke. And there's a quote from Ben from October of 2014. We're talking five years ago. And this was shortly after the, you know, the passage and implementation of the Dodd-Frank financial reforms, which made getting loans from a bank much harder, certainly flipping the switch from, you know, how easy it used to be to get bank financing to buy real estate back in the uh, early and mid 2000s. And the quote from Ben Bernanke is, I think it's entirely possible that lenders may have gone a little bit too far on mortgage credit conditions. And he was quoted as saying that when it made the news that he was declined on a refinance for his personal home. Why? After he left the chairmanship, he didn't have a job. <laughs> and so, and that, but that was five years ago. So what's changed? Because I oftentimes people come up to me and goes, well, I, th- I thought Trump repealed Dodd-Frank and, you know, aren't banks, you know, is, isn't it easier to get a bank loan today than it was, you know, just a few years ago? <clears throat> well, here's an article from this week in the New York Times. And the title of the article says, Housing Market Needs Much More Than a Rate Cut. And embedded in the article is a quote that stood out to me. And it says, interest rates don't matter if no one will give you a loan in the first place. And a lot of would-be buyers are in that situation. You know, while no one wants a return of the bubble era liar loans, some argue that the pendulum has swung too far the other way. So here we are in 2019, and according to the New York Times, it 
certainly has not gotten any easier to get a bank loan. And so that's one of the reasons why companies like ours, like Pacific Private Money, why we thrive, because we're in the alternative real estate funding um, uh, market. And even though our interest rates are much higher than bank financing, oftentimes people will use our loans as a tool to be able to buy a home. And then when they have the time, uh, and sometimes they need three or four months uh, to go through the process of, of getting bank financing. So it doesn't really work well oftentimes in purchase situations. But uh, once you've captured the property, and we help people do that at Pacific Private Money, we help you get the property and get the property fast if you need to close next week. Uh, and then you can refinance at your convenience. And maybe there are reasons why maybe you switch jobs. Maybe you don't have seasoning. Maybe you don't have quite enough reserves. There's just a lot of boxes you have to check. And this this topic leads me into kind of the article of the day that I found uh, that I thought was amusing. And this is this is like, kind of like, you know, oftentimes we talk about the story behind the story. And so there's a story behind the story in this one. The headline of this article is, it's much harder to buy a house nowadays because boomers refuse to move. <laughs> boomers. Out, well, really? Oh, well, wait, boomers. No. I was going to say, millenn- I was thinking millennials refu- refuse to move out of their parents' basement. So, so and what I'm going <laughs> to do is I'm going to disagree a little bit with the premise of this article at the end. We'll talk about it. But uh, I'll give you some highlights from this article. American homeowners are staying put a lot longer than they used to, according to the Wall Street Journal. So, you know, we're talking about a you know quality resource uh, here on the news. According to new data from Redfin, and we know Redfin.com, a typical homeowner in 2019 in the U.S. has lived in his home for 13 years. And that is, and this is shocking, a full eight years longer than homeowners in their home in 2010. Well, yeah, they used to say every five years people would move. So in 2010... It was five years, and in 2019, they're spending an average of 13 years in their home. Homeowners moving less frequently has resulted in a housing shortage for first-time home buyers. Redfin says, the lack, "This lack of inventory is causing prices to rise, pushing potential first-time home buyers out of the market." It goes, goes on to say, a confluence of factors has contributed to the current housing crunch. In California, property tax laws incentivize long-term homeowners to stay put. Plus, a lot of people want to remodel their house rather than vacate it. It's becoming less realistic for baby boomers to downsize or move themselves uh, for the same reasons prospective first-time homebuyers are struggling to buy. They're being priced out of their options. I think also, you know, uh, personally as an old person, because I'll be <laughs> 60 here pretty soon, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of us old folks don't like change. Hmm. It's like you get kind of used to your, uh, your house. And, you know, you may not want to change. Well, I don't know. One boomer couple said that even though their Danville, California home had more than tripled in value since they bought it in the 1980s, paying the capital gains taxes on the sale meant it didn't make financial sense for them to move, especially since they'd also have to pay higher property taxes after their move as well. Yeah, because there's some there was some rule about if you stayed in the same county that you if you were over a certain age, you got to keep the same basis. basis. But then if you bill, if you buy up, you have to pay that extra amount. Mm -hmm. And then I think they try to change it to make it statewide, but I don't know if that passed. So, uh, so the, the, the article basically ends uh, saying, without the older generation selling their family homes once the kids move out, housing inventory is likely to continue to stagnate, creating a greater shortage of available homes and prices that keep rising. So we have an article saying boomers aren't moving, and one of the reasons they're not moving, uh, well, in California they say, well, it's because of Prop 13. 
But I, I have a different take on this. And one of them has to do with the length of time it takes to get a loan. The, what I just quoted, the Ben Bernanke quote in the, in the article from the... Um, uh, from the Times this week that says interest rates don't matter if you can't get a loan in the first place. That's a, well, let me interrupt for a second. That's a really good point because a lot of times baby boomers may be in the retirement part and they don't qualify. It's a, it, not just necessarily the time, but, you know, because you've done loans for couples who are on a fixed income. Right. And they well, you're trying, you, you didn't know what I was going to talk about. So you're, you're actually starting to steal my thunder oh, a little bit. So sorry. you don't, you know, you don't have to don't, no apologies necessary, okay. but the, you're, you're actually getting to, the, to my main point. The prospect, the problem with, I, I don't agree that boomers don't want to move. I think boomers actually do want to move. And I think a growing percentage of homeowners feel trapped in their home because the banks tell them they have to sell first before they buy their next home. They feel trapped. They don't qualify for two home mortgages under today's stricter lending guidelines. Even if they have the down payment for their next home, more often than not, if you're a boomer on fixed, especially if you're on fixed income, your bank's going to tell you, Nyet. you're going to have to sell the home you live in now, put your stuff in storage, move into an apartment if you can find one, then go house hunting with your big bag of money. Well, you know what? No one wants to do that. And if you're married, you know your wife, there's no freaking way she wants to do that. So... <laughs> That's why, again, companies like Pacific Private Money exist. One of our most famous loans that we do right now is to help people move once. Move now, move once. We can do 100% target financing on the property that you want to move. If you want to downsize, that you want to move into, crossed by the equity in your own home. So anyway, we're running running out of time in this segment, but uh, we'll very interesting on. information. It is it is a dilemma in today's market. Yeah, we'll we'll recap a little bit on the on the okay. on the other side. All right, second trivia question. Uh, we're talking Pixar animated film quotes. Here's a next trivia question. I'm in this little town called Radiator Springs, you know, Route 66. All right? Hmm. It's still here. All right. What is the quote from? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question was, uh, we're talking Pixar quotes here. I'm in this little town called Radiator Springs. You know Route 66? It's still here. I'll let Boss Man take the glory. I don't know that one. Really? Yeah. Cars. Cars. Oh, yeah. Right. See, I never saw Cars. Ah, then you wouldn't go it. Again, I saw the, the kids Toy were, Stories and the Monsters, Inc. Well, because your kids were too old uh, by the time. Yeah, the by then, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so why don't you finish up, Mark, because it dovetails right into it. Yeah, the last segment, I, I was covering an article uh, titled uh, in the Wall Street Journal, It's Much Harder to Buy a House Nowadays Because Boomers Refuse to Move. And, and my belief is that they're a little bit off on that article, that it's not that boomers refuse to move. It's that boomers are feeling stuck in their home because mortgages are harder to qualify for today. And even if you have a down payment for your next home, depending on your income situation, more than likely you're not going to qualify 
according to your bank to have two mortgages simultaneously. So what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, you're going to sell first. You're going to go through the hassle of moving, you know, moving out of your home, et cetera. And so companies like Pacific Private Money have come up with a novel, uh, a, a novel tool to, and it's an option. And I will admit, it's not an inexpensive option uh, up front, but oftentimes our Transitional bridge loan, which allows you to buy your next home without having to sell your existing home first because we're going to make you one loan crossed on two properties, the house you want to purchase and your existing home. And because of the equity in your existing home, we're able to make you that loan up to 100% of the purchase price of the home you want to move into. And it's a tool we believe oftentimes pays for itself because guess what? Now you get to move out of your home before you sell it. Go back, clean it up, freshen it up, remodel it if you want to, stage it, and sell it for more money. And our experience is that homeowners who take advantage of this um, buy-before-sell program are able to sell their existing home after they move out for a much higher price, anywhere from 5 to 15% higher, and it pays for the added cost of our loan. And our transitional bridge loans are typically about a 9% rate uh, with, a, with two points to 2% on the origination fee with no prepayment penalty. So you can pay us off as quickly as you sell your home and, and refinance your existing home. So it's a great tool, and we promote it very strongly to realtors and mortgage brokers who oftentimes have clients they're trying to help but they're stuck they can't get them the loan they want because conventional financing typically in you know boomers wanting to downsize situations uh, are, are not are not an option for them so here we are yeah and you know it's funny i had a call with a mortgage broker this morning who had been referred to us and uh, mentioned the bridge loan tour and she said Geez, I wish I had known this two weeks ago because she had a client who was trying to buy in Oklahoma and was uh, <laughs> selling in California. Yeah. And uh, it's something that we probably could have helped with. Even though we only lend in California, we can uh, provide the purchase money and wire it directly to escrow on the property. Yeah, we could have done a wire. second on their home. They had so exactly. much equity in the home, we could provide them with like, you know, almost like a HELOC, but just a, a cash out, and they can use that as a down payment and get conventional financing. So for more information, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com or give us a call at 415-883-2150. We'd be happy to listen to your particular scenario or give you more information on how our transitional bridge loan works. People who have used it have found it so fast and easy. It's like a breath of fresh air. Uh, compared to working with banks. All right. And Mark, a, a, an email comes in, and I'm thinking this is probably from an investor. It says, if we start heading into a recession, how will your underwriting change? Well, Pacific Private Money, like a lot of alternative real estate finance providers, we're in the short-term lending business. People use our money as a, as a tool, as a means to an end. It's not a long-term financing play. You know, maybe 20 years ago, uh, hard money lenders, the lender of last resort, there were some people, you know, with ruined credit or other types of situation that would go to companies uh, like ours. Now, we didn't exist 20 years ago, but and maybe that was their only resource for capital. But, you know, we don't serve that kind of distressed niche market. We're really not lending to distressed borrowers. We're really making loans to people that have a short-term need. Bank financing is not an option. Maybe it's speed. Maybe it's because they don't qualify for bank financing today, but will in the next couple of months. Um, and so, you know, we 
we underwrite based on the exit strategy, and we generally lend up to 70% of either the purchase price or 70% of the combined loan to value, uh, the equity in, in two or more pieces of property. And so, you know, once we kind of know we're in a recession and, and a lot of things are probably going to change uh, in, the, in the coming months and or years when, we, when, when the United States economy finally dips into its next uh, cycle. Uh, now, it might not necessarily be a real estate cycle because because remember that real estate cycles and the general economic cycle don't always coincide. And in fact, if you go back several uh, business cycles, not the last one, let's not talk about them because we know what happened on that one. But once prior to that, sometimes the, the, we're in a general recession, but real estate prices are still going up. So we don't know what's going to happen in the next uh, cycle. We do expect a real estate cycle downward. We do expect a business cycle downward. They may or may not happen at the same time. But notwithstanding that, we will continue to make short-term loans based on a percentage of of loan to value or or uh, purchase price will we lower our uh you know, rate from 70% to maybe 65%, possibly. I mean, 65% was kind of the go-to maximum LTV that companies like ours were, were um, solving for uh, in 2009 and 10 when, we're, when we were in the throes of the last down cycle. Uh, and then as things started to... Um, uh, started to recover, we uh, most lenders went up to seventy. In fact, a lot of lenders today are still doing seventy-five and eighty percent. So, so we're still fairly conservative compared to uh, others in our industry. But basically, the, sh- the you know the short answer to recap is we will continue to watch what's happening in the economy. But we we make a, every loan is a loan by loan situation. What's the story? What's the situation with the borrower? Where's the capital? We assess the, what our, in our opinion, what the marketability of that capital is. And then we assess whether or not that's a 65, a 70, or maybe even a 75% situation. If it's going to be a truly a short term loan. Yeah. And, and you know, and the types of loans too, um, will determine sort of our underwriting guidelines because we see a lot of the bridge loans coming from, Really high-end, high, highly qualified borrowers. I think for a while there, when we were tracking, when we last looked at the average FICO scores, well above seven hundred. Yes. And so these are these are qualified borrowers. It's really um, transactional distress. Is some, something we call it. Not right. Transactional distress, distress, not borrower distress. Right. Not not someone with one foot in bankruptcy who's in financial distress. That's not the the market we serve anymore. All right. When we get back, uh, Mark, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested to know how they can earn uh, this roughly 7.5% on these types of uh, loans in your fund. So we'll get into that. Here's our third trivia question. Greater good? I'm your wife. I'm the greatest good you're ever going to get. What Pixar film is that quote from? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. One more time. Greater good? I'm your wife. I'm the greatest good you're ever going to get. All right? That's our quote. Uh, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Last trivia question. Greater good? I'm your wife. I'm the greatest good you're ever going to get. What Pixar film was that from? Hmm. No Blanks. clue. Yeah. The Incredibles. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. You got to figure something with good. a wife to do that. Okay. Uh, Nam, mm. so, but before we get into specifically uh, the mm. Pacific Private Money Fund, Give us a deal of the week to show us a, like an example of, of a loan that goes into the fund. Yeah, I'll give a couple of deals of the week since it's been a uh, couple of weeks since we've been back on the show. But we had a borrower come to us who had found a property at auction. And, uh, you know, if you know, if you ever bought a property at auction, you have to have the funds right then and there, right? You're, all you, cash. Yes. Or all certified checks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they found this property that they wanted to purchase uh, at a, obviously a pretty good discount um, when buying at an auction. Not always, you're not always getting a discount, but in this case, apparently it was a pretty good discount. Wanted to buy it as a primary residence. And because of the speed that they needed to transact, um, they, they were bank qualified, but uh, banks would have just taken too long. So they came to us. Um, they have great credit, great income. Um, their plan is so we provided the capital for them. They purchased this property. But what was your collateral though? Collateral was uh, their current residence. Ah, oh yeah. Can I yes. say because you're not going to lend on. Gee, I sure hope that you buy this house at auction with right. this money we're going to give you. So you lent them on a current house. Yes. And with their idea of they were going to take that money and use that to buy the, at auction. Right. Gotcha. So something we commonly do, which is uh, cross collateralization. The other part of it, too, in terms of being able to refinance is, you know, in, in the past, people would sell the current resident, their departing residence and use that to pay us down or pay us off and refinance. In this case, though, their plan is to rent out their um, current home and uh, and then refinance out of our loan. Um, but with a bank, you need to have rental seasoning, income seasoning. You just can't start renting the house and then going to a bank and say, hey, look. I've had runners in here for two months now, you know, with this income, I'd like to use that to qualify to, to, you know, it's interesting because, uh, back in 1992, I sold, uh, excuse me, before I actually sold my condo, I purchased, I I was able to purchase my house. So I actually had the two mortgages, but you're only talking back then about a, you know, $390,000 house. So Mm. percentage wise income, even though interest rates were higher back then, it was easier to qualify. Now you're talking about million-dollar houses. So mm-hmm. even if you make $200,000 a year, that's where it seems to me is a major factor as to why a lot of people cannot qualify for two mortgages. Yeah. I just yeah. figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, nice. so, and we actually had a scenario this morning come in where it was a similar situation uh, in terms of rental income seasoning where uh, a woman uh, inherited a house from her father. and but she, So she's on title. But the loan isn't under her name, so she needs to get a new loan. She's renting that property out, but it's only been rented for a couple of months. So this came to us from a conventional lender saying, you know, I can exit her from your loan in a, uh, next summer, but she has to have like a rental seasoning for, for this property. And so we're going to keep a everyone. track of, of every single scenario that comes through because everyone seems to be well, not everyone. I mean, I'd say almost everyone has a little bit of different story. You know, yeah. there's that one. There's, you know, the, the one who uh, I just heard of one where these people had a reverse mortgage and. The the older woman who had the reverse mortgage is now in a position where she has to go to a nursing home. So she has to leave the house. Well, you mm-hmm. know what happens? The reverse mortgage company says, pay us. You either sell the house now or, yeah, I mean, I think they give her maybe six months or a year. Well, the family who's going to inherit the house 
doesn't want to sell it while she's still alive because of the capital gains. They want to wait till she passes on. So they're going to rent the house. But they need the money quickly because the lender, first mortgage, uh, reverse mortgage, says they have to get paid off. So there's so many different scenarios. Well, and you hit on something that's really important. We are story lenders. Conventional and bank lenders are not. They don't care. They can't care about the story. Right. It's like, you know how they say justice is blind? Well, the, the, you know, thanks to Dodd-Frank, conventional lending has to be blind because it has to be not it has to be non-discriminatory and blind meaning they can't know or care about who you are what your story is what your situation is what the reasoning is you have to check off every single box whether there's 15 or 25 whatever and there's a lot of them you have to check all of them off and if you can't you're not likely to qualify for that financing part of it is that quote discrimination part but the other part is it's not scalable if you're a, if you're right. a, the large bank you can't have a situation where you know joe blow in your in your office is going yeah that story sounds good but it right. doesn't fit mm-hmm. into the box right yeah. the underwriters who are looking at your file when you when you go and get a bank loan or a conventional loan you know they don't know anything about you you are just a series of your your data that's all you are at Pacific Private Money and companies like ours. You you are a little bit of data, but you're mostly a story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're yeah. story lenders. We're like the banks were 60 years ago when you walked into your banker who knew you because he was probably one of three banks in town, and you told him the story why you needed the money. So okay, Fred, sure, I'm going to give you the loan. I know you. I trust you. You're going to make your payments. Otherwise, I'll come so, and take your house. So when Robert <laughs> Jones calls up, Robert Jones calls up. You know, so hey, number loan number six three five. How you doing? Yeah, right. Okay, exactly. So let's before we get to a break uh, how do people invest uh, you know what's the process if people say you know what these stories that you're telling me sound good mm-hmm. you guys are charging your borrowers around nine plus percent yeah. you're paying your investors around seven and a half or so sounds pretty reasonably secure uh, reasonably conservative how, how do they get to invest with you well it's really easy so um, the Pacific private money fund is a Typical mortgage pool. There are many of them uh, in, in California. Uh, we like ours because we pay a higher rate than average. I think the average mortgage pool fund in California is somewhere in the mid 6% range right now, thanks to the competitive forces in California that have driven um, rates down for even loans like ours. And, you know, our, our loans used to be, you know, 10% and 9.5, 9. Now they're, you know, 9, 8 and 3 quarters. It's, uh, it's so a little bit of rate compression going on there. But, but by and large, um, you know, our, the trailing 12-month distributed yield for the Pacific Private Money Fund is about 7.7 right now. And for other funds, and we subscribe to a lot of other funds, um, you know, monthly uh, reports, and we're seeing a lot of them in the high, mid to low sixes. So, uh, and, and we do some things to kind of help boost the yield, but we don't use leverage. So it's an unleveraged fund. So, that's, uh, so it is run very conservatively, but because we share the points and because our loans revolve very quickly, uh, we get a boosted yield yield thanks to all of those additional points that we share with the fund in addition to the fact that we we're, we're a company that we're, we we consider ourselves boutique in that we don't like to compete on price so we might get a little higher rate than the guys down the street because we got healthier deal flow we got a lot of referral partners who send us loans and we're just we have a great reputation for performance so but if you want to get in on that on the investor side again it's really just a phone call you to, to invest in our fund we have a minimum um, investment 
investment of $50,000 to open up an account. Uh, you need to be accredited, so there's a qualification there, and for more information, we can talk to you about that. Uh, so if you're an accredited investor, if you qualify for that threshold and you have at least $50,000 and you'd like to put it to work, uh, we you would have to review our private placement memorandum. It's an offering, and again, it's a little bit of a read, uh, but it's, uh, it's the same type of offering that you're going to see from uh, any mortgage fund in California or elsewhere. And so again, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're, we're pretty uh, standardized in the way we conduct our business at Pacific Private Money and at the Pacific Private Money Fund. But for more information, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. Uh, we, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on the best of investing. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit BestofInvesting.com. That's BestofInvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. So, Nam, I'm going to ask you these questions, all right? I'm going to rapid fire. Uh, if I want to invest in the fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, mm-hmm. what fees do I have to pay? Zero. I like There's that no number. No fees going in or out. Okay. So. And what if I want to get out? How long uh, is the minimum hold time? Well, there's a minimum hold of 12 months, and that's by regulation. We can't actually. Well, it used to be two years uh, yeah. up until, and then in 2017, we lowered it to one year because nobody was uh, making redemptions. Um, and in that time, since we've lowered it to one year, we still get very, very few redemptions. But uh, to answer your question, it's a one-year hold. And then after that, if you want to make a redemption, you can send us. Uh, an email uh, letting us know. Typically, um, people call us in advance and say, hey, I'm thinking about making a redemption. What's the process? And really, that's it. Let us know. But give us plenty of time. Just let us know uh, as far in advance as possible. Typically, it takes about three or four weeks to process a redemption. And the average redemption, you know, if it's you know, 50,000, you know, we usually have some liquidity and we can uh, uh, make those redemptions pretty quickly. If it's a little higher, then that just takes a little bit longer. And have you ha- ever had any problems redeeming? People? No, no problems. You mean like not being able to process redemption? Yeah. No, I think the longest that it took was five weeks. Five once. weeks. Okay. Yeah. We've twice we've redeemed a million dollars, which only took uh, less than a couple of months to do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, big question is if I was an investor in the fund, um, or well, let's put it this way, have you ever, or what kind of losses has your fund um, experienced? We haven't had any losses. Okay. So, so. every loan that you've made in the fund has... Paid off, or if it's uh, something where the borrower is defaulted and we've had to take the property back and ultimately sell it, um, then we've sold it at either break-even or a profit. Yeah, so. yeah. In fact, every loan we've ever made at Pacific Private Money since right. 2008, we have never lost principal. We've always made uh, at least the note rate interest back. Uh, we've never had to short sell uh, or accept a short sale or short payment on a loan. And that's about 1,600 loans. Yeah. And we're closing in on probably uh, how much? Uh, 700 million plus. Close to 700 year. million. Yeah. Another uh, sometime next year, we uh, we are looking forward to hitting the 1 billion one in funded, billion. privately funded loans. Yes. You know, I want to add too, because it's something that uh, we didn't talk too much about at the uh, fund events that we held with Steve Moskowitz. And, and we want to highlight is that you can't invest IRA money. 
Yes. And um, so there is a process, If depending on the custodian that you're holding it with, uh, there's a process where you may have to roll it over into what's called a self-directed custodian, of which there are many throughout the country, and we work with several here in California. Uh, it's actually a pretty simple process, uh, and we can help people with that. But essentially, you can invest IRA money. It's great for fund. IRA money because, you know, we're interest income, but in an IRA, you know, you're not, uh, you're getting tax deferment on that. So, uh, and you, and because uh, in many, uh, with many IRA investors, they don't want to take distributions. They're not ready yet. So we, when you open up an account with Pacific Private Money, you could open up a growth account or an income account. And they're both the same, except in terms of the, um, you get the same amount of, of, of distribution, but you get a compounded yield if you just allow your distribution to buy additional shares just every like month. A, just like a mutual Yeah, fund. versus yeah. a monthly check. So you can, get it, you can get paid every month and use it uh, for income, or you can compound it. Our compounded yield is in the high sevens, about seven. Seven point eight five right now. Okay, so the only the only downside to the IRA part is they don't get the benefit of the Q bid, but that's you know right. Well, right. you're not taking distribution, so yeah. it's it's fine. So it's it's great for an IRA investment. And we have a, a number of investors who have multiple accounts, like one IRA and one cash, yeah. right? Uh, which is great. And then also, if you make open another account, uh, your twelve month hold goes back to your first account. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. We don't. We could make every account have its own twelve month, but we don't. Where we like to be is. Uh, Investor-friendly as possible. Investor-friendly right, as possible. Give out your information yes, one more time before we cut out here for Thoughts for the Day. 415-883-2150 or www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. Here's our Thoughts for the Day. There's a couple of sports guys said these things. Never say never because limits, like fears, are often an illusion. Michael Jordan said that. And Tom Landry, remember him, the uh, yeah. coach of the Cowboys? He yeah, said, awesome. today you have 100% of your life left. Of course, it doesn't say how long you're going to live, but uh, I thought that was pretty good. What do they say about statistics? Uh, yeah, <laughs> lies and, and damn lies. Th- yeah, and 93.6484% of those are, are, are not False. true. Okay, uh, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.